Welcome to Zion Fellowship's Bible Wire. In these podcasts, we discuss what the Bible says, line upon line and precept upon precept. Today, Tom Brennan will be continuing our study on the book of Acts. Settle in for the next few minutes and learn more about who God is and how he loves. All right, well, we're going to continue on with our study of the book of Acts, and we left off last time covering uh, the Apostles' Mighty Miracles. Now we're going to go a little further. And I did just want to uh, talk just for a moment about the fact that uh, George Reuter, as well as Ben Allen, have put together really wonderful episodes uh, prior to what I'm teaching right now. Please give those a listen if you've not heard those yet. There's rich teaching to be found in all of those lessons that we've heard thus far. So the last thing we'd seen is that the church was doing mighty miracles just as Jesus has done. And it's a big deal. And it's, a, and, and it's actually completely turning the city upside down, Jerusalem. That's happening right there. So we're going to now move into Acts chapter 5, 17 to 21. So just again, segueing into the last section here, that there was, um, that the, the apostles were actually in a place right right in, uh, in Jerusalem where a multitude was gathering from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Such an amazing thing. And now we get into the next thing. So now we're going to see how the ruling religious leaders of the day uh, handle this. You know, it's, they probably wanted to, you know, give them a parade and, and say, isn't this great that the apostles are doing this? And hey, we need to change our ways. And <laughs> that's not what we read. So let's go. We're, we're going to move into cha- to uh, Acts chapter 5, 17 to 21. And uh, this is, uh, let's just jump into this. So then the high priest rose up and all those who were with him, doesn't sound good, which is the sect of the Sadducees. And they were all filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those with him, uh, but the high priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. So, what we have going on here is a few things. We're getting a great narrative here where where uh, Luke is telling us some things that. that the council doesn't know. So let's go into this. So first of all, the high priest is the same one who oppose, uh, actually, no, the high priest is the one who opposes the move of the Holy Spirit. And this is the same crowd. Back then there was like um, kind of a co-high priesthood and it was uh, Annas and Caiaphas, which are mentioned in John eleven forty nine. Uh, just two months earlier, these people had condemned Jesus to death. So this hostility towards the apostles is just as it was for Christ, and they're saying, we, "What is with this? We can't, you know." It's it's like they're thinking, "Okay, I we stepped on the uh, we stepped on the on, on the cockroach and we killed it, but why? But it keeps coming alive. I can't." This is their attitude. They got this attitude, like, "Let just make this thing go away," and it wouldn't go away. So it is the high priest who is opposing the move of the Holy Spirit. 
let's take note of that. John chapter 16, verse 2, uh, Jesus had said this, they will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's service. We've been taught by Jesus to expect persecution, and here it comes again. So um, Jesus had taught us that, and we're seeing it happening. It is a disturbing truth that the worst opposition can arise and often does arise from those who profess to speak for God. It happened then and it is happening today. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church persecuted the reformers who sought to correct errors that the church had clearly embraced, such as indulgences. Luther, Wycliffe, Huss, and countless others faced persecution, prison, torture, and death at the hands of the religious authority of their day. The Wesleys was driven. The Wesleys in England were driven out of the Anglican churches only to preach in the open air. The early Pentecostals here in the states were driven out of mainline churches who disdained the gifts of the Spirit. So this is nothing new. This has been going on for a long, long time. And Stephen's gonna preach a pretty good sermon about that in chapter 7. We'll get to that in a moment. But for right now, the high priest was filled with indignation, which really, when you look at it, is better translated jealousy. It was the spirit of Cain who slew his brother. In Genesis chapter 4, we're told this very, very, very um, abbreviated, dense story about what happened between uh, Cain and Abel. So Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. In the in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry. And his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you must rule over it, or you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. So what's going on here? Um, These religious leaders, they are motivated by jealousy. Jealousy has been called the religious sin, uniquely religious. It's really gross. And when we see the church behaving in such a way, it is just such an affront. Uh, it's just, it's you know, there's the uh, the scripture says in the Ten Commandments, "Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain." It doesn't mean just like saying, you know, using. I don't think it's right to use the name of the Lord in any context that's anything but reverent. But to take the name of the Lord in vain means you're saying that you are working in God's stead. You're doing his work. And at the time, you're just, your life is full of compromise and selfishness and jealousy. That's taking the name of the Lord your God in vain. And that's what they're doing here. It's awful. So anyway, we see Cain, um, so jealousy has been called religious and Cain and Abel live on in such persecutions. When God blesses one, the other is indignant, jealous, and violent. And we don't have to look far to see this happening. So here we see the simple, unlettered Galileans being used by God to heal, drive out demons, and bring hope. The Sadducees were the party of the wealthy Jews. 
and this rabble were unsightly, undignified, and embarrassing to them. But multitudes kept being added to the church. They couldn't stop it. So chapter, uh, so verse 18, they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. So this is the second time that an arrest is made. The first time, earlier, Peter and John were arrested. This time, all 12 of the apostles are arrested. The first time they were put into custody and were commanded not to speak in the name of Jesus. Now the high priest and the Sadducees Sadducees lay their hands on them and put them in the common prison with common criminals. They clearly want to make an example of the leaders of this Jesus movement. Now here we get into it. Verse 19, But at night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. It just, just as a report, you know, an, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. The miraculous deliverance of the apostle is priceless in this story. The stakes are getting ever higher, and God just plays a cheat code and turns everything upside down. How is anyone supposed to oppose this movement? We can't even keep the guys in prison because God's just going to let them out. So we have this amazing thing that's going on, reported just matter-of-factly by Luke. Just amazing. And then what does the angel say? Hey, guys, it's getting pretty hot here. You know, you better get out of here. You better quiet down to, to preserve your life. That's not the message I'm reading here. In verse 20, the angel says, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. So the angel gives them the message. They're supposed to go and stand in the temple. They're not supposed to leave the temple. That's where it's supposed to be. That's where the message is being offered. It's going to go to the Jews first. And so when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. So the angel reiterates the great commission. He tells them where and what to preach. They're still going to the temple, seeing their message as the ultimate fulfillment of Moses, the prophet and the writings. They are being sent to the temple, to the Jews, and they are to talk about Jesus. The message is clearly about Jesus being the Messiah that was prophesied about in the Old Testament. So being released miraculously from prison, they're even more eager to proclaim Christ, and they get up early to do so. It's just such a beautiful thing. But the high priest and those who came and called the council together with all the elders and the children of Israel, and they sent to the prison to have them brought. So here's what's happening. They don't know this is going on. All this is going on, uh, there's still, evidently, there's still a couple of guards standing in front of the of the prison doors, and um, and the apostles are gone, and they're out preaching in the temple again. And the high priest doesn't know that, so they come and they're going to go and we're going to give these we're going to give these guys what for? We're going to tell them what's going on. So they command them to the prison and have them brought. So the leaders of the Jews they were united in their opposition to the gospel. They're now going to call them before the council to be reprimanded and flex their religion religious muscles. Oh, they are in for a surprise. So I'm teeing that up for next uh, time when we actually kind of have the big unveiling that happens here. So we'll get to that next time. So we're going to stop right here and uh, we'll pick it up next time. Thanks so much for listening. We have reached the end of today's Bible Wire podcast. If you'd like more information about our church or if you'd like more resources related to this podcast, you can find us online at www.zionfellowship.net. We're also available on social media. Look for Zion Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today on Bible Wire.